Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report, whether it is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between. I appreciate that you are here right now so that we can talk about Connor Bedard, generational superstar Connor Bedard in his first week in a bit in the National Hockey League. And there's been a lot of narrative going around his early start to his career. And it's not really about the on-ice performance, which has been good. Like, everything that Connor Bedard has done on the ice so far with the Blackhawks has, like, demonstrated, hey, this kid is going to be the generational superstar on the ice that we think he's going to be. Like, the skill is all there. The one goal and two points is a great little start to a four-game career. And Connor Bedard's got everything he needs right now. And the narrative that has been surrounding Connor Bedard has been about the one off the ice and the media attention he has received and the media attention he has not received because he won't give it to the media and everything around that storm. Let's backtrack to the beginning of the season where Connor Bedard opens the year on ESPN. ESPN is the first game of the year. It is the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Chicago Blackhawks. And that game, that game ended up being the highest rated cable television NHL game of all time that's not an outdoor game. So you take out all of the winter classics the, when they're played outdoors and like a special event, you know, if you take out all of those outdoor games and playoff games, obviously, we're talking about regular season games, the Connor Bedard game is what we're calling his debut in the NHL was the highest rated NHL game ever. That's pretty great. The kid draws. You cannot market this kid enough. He is clearly a draw. It's in the numbers. The proof is in the pudding. During that game on ESPN, Connor Bedard was also mic'd up, which is also pretty crazy access and a very cool look into his first ever NHL game. Like the ref welcomed him to the league before dropping the opening faceoff, which he did against Sidney Crosby, you know, and the entire game. It's just Sid the kid passing the torch to Connor Bedard. And it was the Connor Bedard show on ESPN, which is one hell of a thing. So that happens opening night. Next day, Connor Bedard goes on Pat McAfee, ESPN's new fun show that they have going on. They've taken the Pat McAfee show off of YouTube and, and they've taken it away from FanDuel and they brought it over to ESPN. And it's the biggest sports show running right now outside of First Take. So second biggest sports show running right now. Connor Bedard is a guest on that show. And his second ever game takes place a couple of nights later when he's up against the Boston Bruins. And that game is on the NHL's other American TV partner, TNT. During that game on TNT, he speaks with the panel. He's up there talking with Biz and Gretzky and all of them. He's speaking with them pregame. During the game, they have the option to have a Connor Bedard camera if you want to switch to that feed. You can have the Connor Bedard cam and you just follow him all game long. Goes into Boston, has that great th game there. Then... Saturday, we're just we're talking about the first we're at the first two games of this kid's career. Saturday, we get to the third game of his career. Montreal hockey night in Canada. Saturday night, Connor Bedard in Montreal. Unbelievable. Third game of this kid's career. What happens? He does media pregame on hockey night. He gets a little towel. He does interviews with all of the TV partners during the first intermission. He's with one during the second intermission with he's with one. And then post game, they talk to him again four times. He's on television during this game. And obviously during the entire game, he's the entire topic. And then we get to some little points of contention with the media because on Sunday, 
Oh, boy, on Sunday, the Chicago Blackhawks practice in Toronto. Not a lot of media members were at that practice in Toronto on Sunday. And Monday comes around. The Chicago Blackhawks aren't available to talk. The Chicago Blackhawks are up against the Toronto Maple Leafs Monday in Toronto. It's Connor Bedard's first roll around to the mecca of hockey. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. His first run there. Doesn't talk to the media pregame. So everyone's like, okay. So Blackhawks chose to skin on Sunday. They're not at the rink on Monday, so we can't talk to them. That's fair. Like I, Some people had their gripes with that, but whatever. You, they play the game. Connor Bedard's not available during the game. Like He doesn't do the intermissions, but this has gone kind of under the radar about the media complaining about him not speaking during the intermissions, and we'll get the postgame. He did speak with the rights holder. Like the one, the one TV channel that owns hockey rights in Canada, Sportsnet, Sean McKenzie, their main host of all of these games in Toronto, spoke with Connor Bedard pregame. So he did do national rights holder interview in Toronto, but the people are choosing to ignore that. Postgame, the Blackhawks do not make Connor Bedard available, and their reasoning is we don't really want to, but their official reasoning is uh, he didn't score a point, so why are you talking to him? He doesn't need to be made available. Obviously, the Toronto media was not happy with this because a lot of media members had stories to write and and they want to write about Connor Bedard in his first game in Toronto, obviously. And and the stories they think can be enhanced with a quote from the kid, you know, they, they think getting a Connor Bedard quote and him speaking about his experience in Toronto and speaking about the game will, will add to the story and all that stuff. But Blackhawks, leave town and that's it. And now the narrative has become about Connor Bedard and his media hype and his media access. And there's a couple of things to dis- dissect here. First thing, I get it. Speaking to the media is not a hard job when you are a millionaire athlete. Let's let's put that aside. We understand that all of these guys who are paid millions of dollars get to play a game for fun and a part of their job is talking to the media. And then the second part of that is, yes, we've acknowledged it's not hard to talk to the media. Sometimes Toronto media makes it a little difficult to talk to them, but that's besides the point. Secondary, Connor Bedard has done everything above and beyond to be approachable by the media. It's just when he reached Toronto, he had the option. The Chicago Blackhawks had the option to not make him available, and they took advantage of it. I'm sorry that Toronto media fell into the unfortunate slot on fourth on the calendar where the Blackhawks had the opportunity to not make him available because he's already done all this other press. Eh! Eh! It didn't fall your way this time, Toronto media. It is what it is. I'm sorry you're trying to write your stories and you're trying to enhance them with a quote from Bedard, but there's other opportunities. There are other moments where you're going to get to write write about Bedard, and it doesn't mean you can't write about him. I understand you want to get his perspective on his first day in Toronto, but like for the, I feel like for a lot of fans, their fandom starts with when the puck drops to when the clock hits 60 and the game is over, and a lot of that post-game quotes doesn't enhance the game for a lot of the average fan. So a lot of this is bickering about things only media members really care about. Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs was asked post-game after the Leafs lost to the Blackhawks what he thought about Bedard's handling of the media during this first little stint of his career, the first four games of his career. And this is what he had to say. What do you make of the way he's handling all the hype that is surrounding him? Yeah, great. You guys aren't easy to, to please, so um, you guys got a lot of uh, expectations for him, as, as a lot of people do, but he's done great with, um, you know, seeing that he hasn't lost himself in it, and, um, you know, it's, um, it's great to see. 
you guys aren't easy to please, I think is the is the main quote takeaway there. And it's so interesting to hear Mitch Marner say that because that's somebody who's had a contentious battle with the media um, very recently, especially uh, during the playoffs. And it, I, I don't think he's wrong. At, at times, it is a very difficult job for an athlete to make the media members happy unless you give them everything they want. Because once there's a little bit of pushback, you see things like this, where the narrative around Connor Bedard becomes about how much access he is giving, how much star power he has, and how the media wants and needs Connor Bedard because he is a driving force behind the NHL right now in their marketing machine. And it's true, they need to keep funneling Connor Bedard but when he takes the opportunities that are given to him to not do some sort of press, let the kid have it. Let the 18-year-old phenom sit out one press conference without getting upset with him. Like, nobody's really upset here, but they're, like, a little upset. They're a little perturbed that their story wasn't a little better because they don't have the Bedard quote. I think, hey, keep it to yourselves, guys. Keep it to yourselves. Let the 18-year-old kid be 18 and, and sit out one post-game press conference. It's not that serious. The NHL needs to, to share every highlight this kid has. The NHL needs to make everything about Bedard, put his face on every single piece of anything that they have. And he has been so game with playing along, it's been incredible to watch. Let's not piss off this young superstar while he's still trying to enjoy the league. One sidebar real quick, and I've, I've gotten real close to the mic here if you can't tell, because I want to do a little secret sidebar with just you and me, because I got a little gripe I got to get out about this whole thing. Because one part of this entire narrative that NHL writers keep throwing in there, they'll like throw it in, they'll be like, you know what, LeBron James, he, he, he always talks to the media. If you want to be big like the NBA, you got to do these press conferences. You know, like Kevin Durant, NBA players, Luka Doncic, they're always talking to the media. They, that's why the NHL's behind. You know, these guys, those guys are superstars and you're not. They market their guys and, and you guys don't talk to us. That's, you need to step it up if you want to be as big as the NBA. And that's not the reason. Like, you're conflating two different things. You not getting your post-game quote and, and an NHL player not wanting to be friendly with you all the time isn't the reason that the NBA is bigger than the NHL. And, like, they don't cover the NBA, these these NHL writers who are trying to compare LeBron to Connor Bedard. Like, they're, it's two different worlds. It's two different sports. It's, it's completely different. Like, I don't think the parallels are as one-to-one -one as everybody is making it seem. You know, it's not... It's not the same as just saying, you know, LeBron, LeBron never backs down from the media. He's always been a star since he was in high school and like ESPN was at his games and all that. You know, LeBron's always been a star. And Connor Bedard, if you want to be like as big as LeBron and get as much money as him, this is why you're behind, huh? Huh? No. What is that? That's so not true. There's a whole other universe of reasons why the NBA is so far ahead of the NHL. And at one point in the 90s, the two were kind of one-to-one and one took off and the NHL kind of stayed stagnant. And a lot of that is, you know, superstar building and it's a league that's driven based on their stars. But that's also uh, uh, just the sport itself lends to that. These are guys wearing tank tops and shorts and one guy can control the whole game. The, uh, you're comparing apples to oranges. 
you market your stars, obviously. That's the NHL has done a poor job of that, but they've done a great job marketing Connor Bedard. That's the thing. Like, no credit is being given on the other end. Like, he didn't want to do one post-game interview in Toronto, and all of a sudden we're turning the narrative like it hasn't been the Bedard show for all month. Connor Bedard was the Blackhawks representative at Media Day. This kid who had never played an NHL game in his life, they sent him down there as the representative. They've done a fantastic job making this the Bedard show to start the year because he didn't want to speak post-game once. Not even because he didn't want to speak, because he had the option to not speak and took it. Now all of a sudden, you know what? You're never going to make $80 million like LeBron does because you don't speak to the media. Listen to this, young man. I hate that attitude. I hate that. I hate when NHL writers do that. It's silly. It's low-hanging fruit. Kawhi Leonard is allergic to media. Kawhi Leonard is a superstar because he's Kawhi Leonard, not because he does media. Kawhi Leonard has never done a media press conference he's ever wanted to do. Get out of here with that nonsense. There's a different ball game. You're not playing the same sport. Ah! That's it. All right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get that off my chest. I want to talk to you about the Eric Lindros Celebrity Classic in support of Easter Seals Ontario. I am playing in that tournament on a team called Rachel's Raiders. Not familiar with Easter Seals Ontario. It is a charity that helps kids with physical disabilities in Ontario. And we are raising money through our team, Rachel's Raiders. If you hit the link in the description, you can donate to my page uh, for our team. Steve Dangle is playing on that team. Adam Wilde is playing on that team. If you are willing and able, the kids will very much appreciate it if you can send a donation our way. Thank you. That is it for me today. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.